Welcome to Character Debates. I am your uncensored host, Michael Harrison, and today I'm excited to be talking about freedom of speech. Freedom of speech was first created by the ancient Greeks during the late 5th century. Now let me tell you, once people started hearing what others thought, a lot more violence happened, but also lots of societal progress. Today, though, we have a guy who believes that free speech has been free long enough. Please welcome the most sensitive man in the world, Jason. Jason, how are you feeling over there? Hi, it's Jason. Uh, J- I'm not anybody's son, okay? Okay. I'm Jason. <laughs> all right, are Jason. we going to have this problem all night? No, I'll, I'll fix it. Yeah, all right, thanks. Jason. You're thanks. welcome. Holy God. Okay. Uh, and now to argue that freedom of speech should be protected, we have a former president who has already called Jason a snowflake and a pasty cuck right before the show for no reason at all. Please welcome Donald Trump. Hey, Donald, how you doing? Thank you. It's great to be here. Well, we'll see. Well, so far, it's great to be here. We'll see how it goes, but thank you. All right, <laughs> good. And uh, to judge this debate carefully, I'm happy to bring in a guy who's been grading people's speech for a living. My 10th grade English teacher, Mr. Zervinsky. Hey, teach, long time. Oh, geez, it's good to be back here with you, Michael. It's been uh, quite, quite a long time. Good to meet uh, Jason. Am yes. I saying it right there? Yes, you are. I'm the... Yeah, without a stutter, Mr. Speech Expert. <laughs> Sorry, the most sensitive man in the world knows how to dish it out there, eh? Yeah, that's right. And uh, so Mr. Donnie, Donnie Trump, good to, good to finally meet you in the flesh here. It's great to be. It's Mr. President, by the way. I worked hard. I beat Crooked Hillary, and I beat Sleepy Joe. And even though they don't, they didn't, they didn't mark it that way. It's the truth. So I've earned oh the God. title. Oh yeah, I heard you might have got robbed on the last one there, huh? Yes, we did. It was disgraceful. Oh, jeez. We're going to get it back in 2024. I promise you. I promise you. Well, best of luck to you there, Mr. President. Mr. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, We love Canada. Canada's a great country. We love Canada. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, I I think we all love you up there. Last I checked, right? I'm not in charge of the polls, but I think, yeah, I think most, most of the people up there love you. Well, they should come on down to be part of America because we need more people who love me. It's always a good thing, right? It's a great thing. I heard you were real friendly on letting people across borders. I heard that was one of your one of your things there. Well, you know, we need to make all the borders like the one we have with Canada because we have good people in Canada and they come across and they have papers. They're legal people. And that's what we need to do all the way around. That's all I'm saying. But it's the friendliest border in the world. Now, we're going to go straight to the opening statements. And what better way to start? Let's go. Let's go straight to Jay Soon. Jay Soon, why do you believe that you've had enough of free speech and that it shouldn't be protected any longer? Well, I think that it's not just the choice of me. It's the choice of many people. It's mm-hmm. an obvious choice that when you let people be free in any way, including their language, that things get out of hand, people get hurt, and this is about protecting feelings. This is about protecting the future of America and making sure that people have a safe space in order to exist. And the fact is, people are not respecting that safe space with their freedom of speech, so we need to restrict those freedoms to keep those safe spaces safe. Okay. Okay, yeah, that's, uh, I can see where you're coming from. Thank you. Uh, and to fight that point, who believes that freedom of speech should, or I'm sorry, that speech should be free, uh, Donald Trump, what's your opening statement? We have something in our country called the Constitution, okay? A big, beautiful, beautiful piece of paper. And it has, the first 10 amendments are called the Bill of Rights, right? Bill of Rights. It has 10 amendments, 10 beautiful amendments. 
Our favorite is the second, right? The one with the guns. We love the one with the guns. It probably should have been the first, but it's not. But it's the second, and we love it. The First Amendment has five freedoms. You know, I learned this when I had to do debate prep with Crooked Hillary. Okay. They taught me this. There's five freedoms <laughs> in the First Amendment. We have freedom of the press, right? Yep. The real press, not the fake press. There's no protections <laughs> for fake news, okay? We have freedom of religion, unless you're Muslim, who's a terrorist, then you don't have freedom. We don't protect that in the Constitution. Oh, my God. <laughs> if you, you have freedom of assembly, right, like we had on January 6th last year, beautiful people came together and assembled. And freedom to petition the government, which they did. They went to the Capitol and they spoke up because an election was being stolen, and that's okay. And the last freedom is freedom of speech, a beautiful thing where you can say whatever you want almost. You just can't say certain things. For example, you can't go into a crowded movie theater and yell fire when there is one, right? Because people will get hurt. You can't do that. It's not free speech. You can't say fighting words. You can't say anything bad against your president. Some things like that, there are exceptions to every amendment. But overall, we have to embrace the beautiful thing called freedom of speech. Wow, what a way to interpret those rights. Uh, okay. First of all, I'm just... Just want to put it out there that I'm extremely triggered and uncomfortable being in the same room as this man. <laughs> okay. Okay. He's uh, not used to being around greatness, this guy. Uh, right here. All right. Please, you should be so lucky. Well, I mean, uh, then let's start with you, uh, Donald. Uh, now, let me get this straight. So your supporters adore you because you speak your mind. But let's face it, your mind comes up with some really harsh stuff. Yeah. When you were campaigning for president in 2015, you called Rosie O'Donnell a fat pig, which uh, didn't really have much to do with your platform. So, so <laughs> we aren't allowed to assault people physically. Uh, Mr. Mr. President, why should we be allowed to assault them verbally? Well, first of all, Rosie O'Donnell is a fat pig, so I was just telling the truth. That's all <laughs> I was doing. And I don't make fun, listen, I don't make fun of women except Rosie O'Donnell, who arguably may be a woman, may not, we're not sure. But listen, and I don't make fun of the disabled people. You know, the guy at the New York Times, that guy, it was, it was, it was mental disabilities, willful, Mental disabilities I was making fun of, not his physical disability. And a lot of times I'll say things about people. I used to get in trouble all the time. They'd say, he's saying things that are culturally insensitive. But I was saying them as a compliment. I was saying nice things. I was talking about China. I was talking about the trade deal with China and how the Chinese people laugh at us because they're making terrible deals. Some of like the worst deals I've ever seen. I mean, yeah, but uh, okay, how about this? You brought up mental health. By insulting people with no regards to their feelings, aren't you worried that that affects... Their mental health? Well, I think these people are already mentally deranged to begin with. I'm yes. Just, I'm just calling it out. I'm, it's like putting a sign on someone saying, okay, this guy is not normal. You should know. So you can avoid him. That's what I do. No, nah, but think about even like Rosie O'Donnell or anyone that you call like a fat big. Think about it. That speech might create fear and anxiety, uh, which could lead to a myriad of possible health conditions. Right? So if you become president again, like you're thinking of running, this behavior could create more health care problems that you would then have to solve. So why don't you maybe tone that down or else you're going to be the person who has to fix these Where issues. Where did they find you? It's so ridiculous. Where, <laughs> okay. where did you go to the Megyn Kelly School of Debate uh, moderating? <laughs> My goodness. Uh, you got blood coming out of you everywhere. Anyway, listen. <laughs> also, uh, pig who is fat, Michael, I believe is the uh, correct way to phrase it. Grammatically. See, the teacher, yeah. you should listen to your teacher. Okay. He knows what he's talking I'm about. I'm sorry. What did the Chinese have to do with any of this? Why were they even brought up, honestly? I just want to make sure that they're spoken for and heard. Is it the year of the I pick? love the Chinese people. There's a difference between China and the Chinese people. Two different things. And I'll tell you something. There's some inequalities here. Let me give you an example. Every major city in our country is a Chinatown, right? Everywhere you go, we have a Chinatown. 
I went to five cities in China. They don't have one America town. You see what I mean, folks? Now, let's go over to uh, Jason. I'm still working on your name. Uh, it's, it's extremely difficult, I understand. <laughs> first off, uh, I want to get to know you slightly. So, Jason, I heard you have four therapists. What is being offended all the time like? That's That's got to be exhausting. It's not a choice. It's oh, it's who I am. I'm not offended all the time. I'm just fighting for what's right. I'm fighting for progress in this dark, dark world that's led and was honestly brought so dark by people like this monster that I'm sitting next to. Okay, but maybe is getting offended less of a society issue and more of a you issue? Like, why don't... No, I would say it's not enough of a society issue. If more people had the views that I had, then we would actually be able to make some changes in here instead of me being tired and exhausted trying to speak for what's right and giving people that are underprivileged and underheard a voice in this tired and foggy time okay. that was created mostly by this man sitting next to me. You know, it's I can't funny. Even look I listen, at him. I listen to this guy, <laughs> and it's like it's like... It's like Nancy Pelosi and Bernie Sanders had a kid and peed Those are on my it. heroes. Those are my heroes. It's like they had a kid and peed on it when I listened to them. Okay. Uh, I You're mean, in it. It is a weird smell, yes. Um, now, wait a minute, though, Jason. Like, Do you even compost? <laughs> Do you even compost, Mr. President? Is he talking to me? Yeah. The, I, I don't like the Post. The Washington Post. Let me tell you about the Washington Post. <laughs> Jeff oh Bezos is all run by liberals. <laughs> liberals, liberals, liberals. <laughs> I read the New York Post, not the Washington Post. Okay. Those are the posts I listen to. But, but wait, uh, right back to Jay Soon. Now, do you really think people need to care that much about you or others' feelings? Like, think about it. If we have to consider everyone's feelings before we talk, we're all going to be silent. Like, something will offend anyone. Yeah, but we should not be silent. First of all, silence is violence. I want everybody to recognize that. You okay. need to speak. You need to make a change in your world. <laughs> It's not about evaluating before you speak to somebody. It's about asking types of questions like, excuse me, what are your pronouns? Now I may introduce myself to you in the correct, proper way. These are normal ways to speak to a fellow human being with respect. As an English teacher, Michael, I like when anybody uh, brings up pronouns, anything, anything speech-related, anything about the foundation of sentences. See, there you go, Jason. It looks like you, you got a mark there, right? <laughs> You're sorry, Bob. I don't do this for the marks, Michael. I do this for the change. <laughs> <laughs> and the future of America, the real future. In that of case, America. I'll change your grade. I uh, <laughs> apologize. All right. Uh, we'll go back to Donald Trump. Hey, Donald, oh, on. on your website, donaldjtrump.com, you've stated that you embrace free thought and believe in free speech. Now, during your presidency, you threatened to sue left wing media companies for spreading lies about you. Don't you think lying is a part of free speech? Well, let's, let's put it this way. When you, if I call you, seven-foot-tall, red-haired Chinese lady, are you? If somebody calls somebody a rapist, are you? No, you're no more, no less a rapist for merely having been called one. <laughs> we have a stand in this country, of a, a legal standard in this country. I can call you whatever I want. Doesn't mean If I call you a rapist, that doesn't mean you're going to go to jail for rape, okay? Mm -hmm. There's a burden of proof, so I can say whatever I want. But you, I gotta prove it. It's gotta, you gotta prove that you're not. If, if I think you're a little rapey, I can say, hey, he's a little rapey. That's my opinion. I can say that. I think he's a little rapey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why he thinks your teacher's a little rapey. Is there something you wanna tell us when you were a little boy in his class? Did he touch you funny? Did he? I mean, I think it's the haircut. Yes, and it should be, I think a little rapey he is. Yeah. I believe that's okay. the correct <laughs> way to say it. I think a little rapey he is A. He's from Canada. You gotta put the A in there. But wait a minute. Like, how about this? We'll put it this way. You were attacked on a Saturday Night Live and you threatened them with an investigation back in 2019 after they had an impression of you that you didn't like. 
Now, the part of the gestures make fun of people in authority. Why I think it's so bad to let satirical comedians imitate you on TV or possibly even a super funny improv podcast. First of all, it's not about imitating. It's, it's got to be good. Alec Baldwin is he's like, he's terrible. He's a disaster. You ever seen him try to do an impression of me? It's like doing a goat with a limp. It's awful. It's the worst impression <laughs> I've ever seen. If it was a good impression, I wouldn't care, but it's terrible. And, and people think I'm so sensitive. And I'm not. Let me tell you something. I was roasted by the Friars Club and Comedy Central, okay? Mm-hmm. And I have to credit them because that they're part of the reason I was able to run for president because it's very tough when you run for president. People attack you left and right. But after you've stood in a room in front of a couple thousand people and have Jeffrey Ross tell you he wouldn't fuck you with B. Arthur's dick, okay? It makes little Marco Ruby's tiny, old hand, tiny hands comment not so bad, okay? <laughs> so I can take it. It just has to be from the right people, people I respect. Wow. Uh, to be fair to Alec Baldwin, Michael, uh, he killed harder on the set of SNL <laughs> than he did on the set of Westerns. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, Jason, have you ever been imitated? No, I would never allow that. Do you even have friends? Imitations are not allowed. You should never be impersonating somebody else. You are you. And you should... The, the people that are trying to escape and be someone else are afraid of accepting themselves for who they are, probably because they're trying to fit into some sort of social norm that they don't even realize they're trying to fit into. So wait, is this... Impressions are, a, are an escape. It is about being yourself. And no, I would never, never, <laughs> never allow somebody to impersonate me. So wait, is this common ground? Because technically... Uh, even though you said you're for freedom of speech, you said that they shouldn't, uh, people shouldn't be imitating you if it's not good, correct? It has to be good. It has to be true. It has to be good. It has to be good. I'm okay if somebody does a good job. There's a few people out there who do a good job. There's a guy, Stephen Scott, does a great job. I'm okay with that one. Okay. But well, people like Alec Baldwin, there's a history. It doesn't even sound like me. So I'm critical of the quality of the work. It has to be good. If you're going to do it, it's got to be good. Ah, don't do it. So you, you're sort of would be down for censoring imitations, not necessarily speech. Is that what you're clarifying? Quality. We're talking about bad quality. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Listen, we have the FDA, all right? You do, when you get beef at the store, it's got a great A on it. It doesn't have a great F, okay? You want quality. Are you, are you offending the bad beef? No, you're protecting people to make sure they're getting quality stuff. That's what we want. We want only the best, okay? Yeah, I think uh, I think the old president there is saying that Alec Baldwin is worse at impersonating him than he is at you know checking the barrels of, uh, <laughs> okay, of guns yes. for this, real bullets, sir. This was your speech teacher. Yeah, this is. I, I, I'm no, just surprised this turned into an Alec, Alec Baldwin roast. I didn't see this coming funny. either. It's but. funny how Alec Baldwin. <laughs> Kill somebody. <laughs> he just kills somebody in front of a whole bunch of people. And then they want to blame the insurrection on me. But like, here's a guy who actually shot someone and they don't do anything. It's a, These liberals, I tell you, we have to stop them. It's terrible. Well, and let's, uh, okay, let's, let's go over uh, some past, uh, in quotations, misbehaviors of yours, Trump, uh, if you don't mind. Uh, first off. It's so hard to be called Mr. President. Okay, right? Mr. Respect. President. I know you're a Canadian, but you know what I'm saying. Mr. President, when you were president. You said things that offended women, people with disabilities, and mm-hmm. ethnic communities. Preach. They said you weren't. Pol- <laughs> they said you weren't politically correct. But you are the president. How much more political can you get before that behavior is correct? Well, I said it before. I never. I never made fun of women except Rosie O'Donnell, who's arguably not a woman. And I never made fun. <laughs> How dare you? I never you? made fun of of disabled people. The, the guy from the New York Times. I mean, I wasn't making fun of a physical. I was making fun of his willful mental disability for saying stupid things that weren't true. So I can say that, but I you know. So people just misconstrue. They turn things around, and that's what it's like when you're you know. 
When you're yeah. a stable genius. Yeah, and let, let's see that fella's birth certificate there, Michael. I think he might have been faking anyway. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We, uh, that's how we answer things. We just ask for people's birth certificates. That makes sense. Um, but how about this? What, if, what about people who weren't born? <laughs> yeah. Right. Do you ever think about that, Mr. President? Well, yes, we, that's why we, have, we put some great judges who protect the unborn. And the Supreme Court, we're going to make sure that you can't uh, abort babies no, as a means of birth control. Saying. Yes, you, you lefties always no. like to twist things, but when uh, I show it in your face, then you can't take it, right? Are, are you saying this about. fellow's a closeted pro-lifer? That's not what I'm saying at all. I am not a pro I don't think he knows what he's saying, Frank. All right, wait a minute. I'm uh, trying to say like that some people identify as not being born, and that is totally valid. <laughs> and the, the Republicans are always protecting the unborn, so you should be very happy with us. Okay, <laughs> Trump. Uh, so you wait a minute. I'm gonna go to the race thing because you've said some very accusatory rhetoric about Mexicans during your first campaign and about Asians in regards to the COVID-19 virus. Uh, both groups uh, have accused you of fueling racial hatred in their communities. Now, do you feel that's okay for you to say racial things because your skin is orange? Well, I, first of all, I said before. Listen, you could say things just because you say something racial. It doesn't have to be bad. You could say nice things like the Chinese people. I love the Chinese people. The Chinese people are wonderful. They do my shirts. They're fantastic people. They make the egg rolls. We love the egg rolls with the duck sauce, a great sauce. And I'll tell you something. And you're slobbering a little. Yeah, I wiped that off. And I, well, it's, it's a very I'm salivating. It's great food. It's so I have nice things to say about the Chinese. <laughs> I'm complimenting them. They're great wall builders, the Chinese people. I love that. You know, so then that's not racist if you're saying something nice about somebody, okay? I'll tell you something. Mexicans, I mean, they do a great job in my garden at, at Mar-a-Lago. I mean, these are great. there's a talent. Mexicans can do yard work like nobody else. That's a great thing. It's a compliment. You can say that. That's not being racist. Yes, but they can do more than that. They're not just good gardeners. They're not just good at making egg rolls. They are good at so many things. They could be president too if they wanted. I never said they couldn't. I just said they're good at this. And then people say, oh, you're saying something racist. If you said, if you said oh, I really love that black guy. He's a great guy. They say, oh, that's racist. <laughs> I said, this black guy is the most talented guy in the world. They say, oh, that's racist because you said he's black. I mean, it's ridiculous. If they say, oh, the, the lady with red hair, she's so pretty. Oh, that's racist. You know, I mean, these people, they go, they, they, I, this guy, I don't know if he's... Have really, you asked any of these people how they identify, if they identify as the way that they seem to look to you? It doesn't matter. Listen, I identify you matter. as Antifa. Are you Antifa? Because that's how I identify you. Right? This is ridiculous. That is, I am not Antifa. I yeah. wish I was. Okay, but Jay Zoon, maybe, maybe this is a good learning point for you. So now you've actually heard what he thinks and how he speaks about these communities. So isn't there something to be said for transparency? Like, think about it. People believe that free speech uh, will allow racists and bigots to express their opinions, which can be an opportunity for debate and enlightenment, or for the very least, a good chance to get them on an FBI watch list. By making these people uncomfortable expressing how they feel, don't you think they might just act out their beliefs without anyone seeing it coming? It's a way to be dangerous, Michael. Here's what happens when they start spewing their beliefs, especially online. There's a reason this man is banned from Twitter. <laughs> yeah. It's because words have an impact. They're not just sounds that come out of you. Especially when you're influential, it makes people follow you. It makes people change their behavior and start acting terrible and doing terrible things. If you say one racist remark and you're a very influential person, all of a sudden, there's a million racist people out there. That's what we need to fight against. But won't these races just exist anyway? or do things in their own actions? Isn't this bringing them out light so that we could stop them? Or? Not always. Some people are convinced there's a lot of like people that are struggling with their identity in this world, yeah. which I, I, I totally understand. And you are valued out there if you're listening to this. You are valued and heard. And I just want to say that 
we, they don't need a bad influence on them if they're already struggling with who they are. They need positive light influences that are going to give them progress, and they need safe spaces in order to explore those things. Okay. Yeah, you know, now that I'm sitting here thinking about this, Michael, I don't think anyone's ever asked me about whether or not I've ever been born. <laughs> Maybe I identify as a fellow ain't been born there. I'm here to listen. Yeah, yeah, he's here to listen. This this other guy, he, would, he wouldn't say? know I'm whether sorry. or not I'm I've sorry. been born. I'm sorry, what did you say? Uh, 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 this other, this other uh, per- person who may or may or not been uh, been born, I suppose. You well, said he. I he. I said I said person. Okay. I said entity. Okay. Maybe, I mean, maybe maybe the H so, word slipped out a little bit. There. As so, far wait, as I'm concerned, it, he could identify as a 57 <laughs> Buick. I still identify him as an idiot. Okay. Yeah, no one asked if I'm on 57 Buick is either. I, I suppose. <laughs> so, so you're not even That's sure. a great car, by the way. It's actually a compliment. Wait, so, so my judge doesn't even know if he's born anymore, or or whether or not I'm a maybe, 57 maybe because you're, maybe he, you're planted. Who knows, right? Because freedom of speech has made him, it's not free. It makes you fit into certain little bubbles and containers that make it so that you're not allowed to express yourself. (laughs) And he's never been even able to express himself because he's been forced into these norms through freedom of speech and what I like to call bullying to make him think that he's this English teacher where he could be an unborn 57 Buick. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I like this because now the right wingers <laughs> are going to protect me because I'm unborn, and uh, the left wingers are going to protect me because I don't know what I am. Jason brought up safe spaces, and uh, people actually started creating more safe spaces during your term, Mr. President, as a way for people to gather under the promise that they wouldn't see or hear anything that might hurt them. Could you see that as a good thing, since then they can just stay there while others can say whatever they want, wherever else they want? What are your thoughts on safe spaces? We're creating a society of pussies in this country. We have to be tough. When I was a kid, I got picked on in school. I had to learn to fight. That's what you do. You get tough. Okay, we we have immune systems. If there's a virus, we need we need they need practice. They need to get tough so they can take on variety uh, viruses like the China virus. Okay, but because we lock people in these little safe spaces and bubbles, our immune systems get weak, our tolerance gets weak, and we need to get back to an America that's great. You know, oh, I, I thought you were gonna call call someone a pussy earlier. So th- this was already, I feel like, uh, very productive. They told me I can't. You know, it's great. I can't say this. I can't say this when I'm on, you know, fake media, CNN. But I can say this on your podcast. So I was very happy that I could say that. It's a beautiful word, by the way, pussy. It's a great. Body. Oh my god! If I hear it one more time, I'm gonna lose it. I love pussies. I love to grab them. I love them. They're great things. Yeah, and societies of pussies is the greatest indie rock band that Saskatchewan Canada's ever produced. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um, wait a minute. Uh, so, Jason, I know you're you're I very stunned. Even, I can't even speak right now, Michael. I am, I am about to lose it. Yeah, I can tell. Uh, don't worry. <sighs> Oh, he's getting tears all over me there. Yeah, sounds like somebody needs a timeout. Can I call my third therapist really quick? No, 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 no. Well, we only got we we will get through this. Um, We will get through this. That's all I needed to hear. We will get through this. But think about this, this. Jason. Like, um, freedom of speech doesn't necessarily mean freedom of consequences. So if the speech is harmful, don't you trust that society to correct them or they'll face backlash? Like, even when uh, Mr. Trump referred to grabbing women's pussies. Uh, he won the presidency. Yeah, that's real backlash, Michael. No, <laughs> I don't trust society to give us enough backlash. In fact, I'd say that we're not even close to enough backlash. The fact that this man was president for four years and won the election with that type of speech is only because he was able to say terrible, terrible things to convince people that he was right when he was wrong. I speak for America because America knows pussies are wonderful things, okay? I didn't say I was hurting them. I said I was caressing them and loving them and wonderful things. 
People voted for me in this country twice, by the way, because they they all do one thing. A lot of people do one thing and say another. I speak to the real people out there, and that's why I got elected. Everybody's trying to pretend it's something different, but it's not. It's not. Okay. <laughs> um, but wait a minute. Wait back to back to Jay Zoon. Um, honestly, though, speech like speech isn't actually completely free. Think about it. There's still laws in the USA that makes obscenity and words that incite violence illegal. So why isn't that good enough? Like, if you had your way, what should people not be allowed to say? It's clearly not good enough, Michael. I think that's obvious, and that's why we're talking about it right now. Well, what else would you suggest then? What other examples could you give us? I would restrict hateful, anything that would possibly damage anybody emotionally yeah. or that would cause them to do anything physical to them. No, no negativity. Every Every bit should be positive. And I mean, what can't we go back to what your mother probably once said, which is if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. Okay, but wait, first wait, of wait. all, let me say something. Just looking at him is offensive <laughs> to me. Okay. I look at you and I want to puke and it's making me sick. Should we cancel you because I'm offended at that outfit, which is di disgusting. Your mother dresses you funny. It's awful. But listen, I will dye my hair I'm however many colors I want. I'm Mr. offended President. by you. So by your own. Argument, you shouldn't be here right now. You should be taken away in a padded wagon because you're offensive to me and most normal people. Then you should be too because I am wildly offended right now. Mr. I'm not calling you Mr. President. Don. But you're not a regular person, okay? You're an idiot. So you're, you're, your opinion doesn't matter, all right? You belong See, in a mental institution with the rest of the Antifa lunatics. There's a hierarchy. There's a hierarchy, Michael. Some people get more rights than others. All I'm asking for is a clear line, a clear line of what's allowed and what's not, and we don't have that. These so people let's are crazy. One. I tell you something. These people are crazy. I, I'm offended by all the lack of commas here, Hall. These run on sentences, you know? He probably okay. wants chimpanzees to have the right to vote, this guy. Really. As long as they use commas there, they, maybe a semicolon they, or a few. They are 98% common to human beings. And if they can drive a car or a golf cart like I've seen on the internet, then they should be able to at least be considered to vote. First of all, as far as you put, this guy's more like a colon from what I can tell. Okay. Uh, <coughs> all right. I can't believe this. Jay Soon. Uh, how about this? Uh, doesn't censorship of speech get in the way of basic human rights that are valuable, like the freedom of expression or press, like the president has already said in his opening statement? So don't you find yourself to be very unpatriotic to have this stance? Absolutely not. I'm, am I anti-patriotic? Yeah. Yes, I am not with America right now. America needs to change. America is a terrible place right now. It is offensive. It is not good to people of color and people of different communities. So do we need change? Am I patriotic? No, I am not patriotic. Yes, we need change. We need to change things so that everybody can be accepted all the time, no matter what, and nobody ever feels bad. Yeah, America's no Saskatchewan. I'll tell you that for That's sure. That's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's we a should good send this guy to China, this guy. <laughs> He'll be begging to come back. I mean, good answer. You just said you're unpatriotic. So that was uh, that's all we need. Yeah, I'm very unpatriotic right now. America needs to change, and then I will become patriotic and fly the American flag outside my home. Um, okay, I want to focus on entertainment then for a minute because uh, as a guy who also does stand-up stand comedy when I'm not doing this podcast, I'm not a big fan of people who go after artists for what they say. So whether they're right or wrong, by censoring entertainers like Dave Chappelle, don't you think that you're going to make art worse? How is any form of entertainment supposed to evolve if people aren't allowed to push boundaries or question taboos? We shouldn't be pushing boundaries. We should be finding the boundaries. We should be looking at them from a distance and going, whoa, never going over there. 
It's not about creating art. Art is created without hate and without damaging others. If you're damaging somebody else, it's not art. It's war. Read a book. Yeah, but isn't there, there's, <laughs> I mean, part of, you know, if we're going to use stand-up in particular, or any other art, usually art comes from a place of pain for a lot of artists, right? So there ten, there's always going to be a victim in every piece of art, right? There's always an antagonist in books. You know, are you saying that you just want nothing but protagonists throughout the book? How would anything be interesting? Wow. There's no conflict. It, conflict does not create art. Books are different than stand-up comedy. Stand-up comedy should be abolished. Really? Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. Why? Yes. Because it is wildly. Let me offensive. guess. Podcast too. You just want me I out went, of that career, don't you? My my friend tricked me into going to an open mic comedy night, and I heard some of the most horrific things that I have ever heard in my entire life. And all of those people should not have freedom of expression. They should be told what they're doing is wrong, and they should make changes. If we didn't have free speech, we wouldn't have to listen to this idiot. Oh, my God. <laughs> Somebody's starting to come around. Okay. Yeah, I, I also don't like stand-up comics, Michael. Most of them don't read. So Yeah, okay. <laughs> I didn't realize you were a stand-up comic. You didn't say one funny thing this whole time. I had no idea. <laughs> take marks off him for that. I don't like that burn. Got to uh, take, take marks off. There you go. Jay Zoon, um, but even to go further than that, because like art is a mirror of society, freedom of expression is how society is able to develop and progress through ideas. Does this mean that you think society's done then? Like, do you feel like we're all finished with new ideas? That Abs we should just stay the way we are? Absolutely not. No, we are we are a grain of sand on a beach right now, Michael. We have so much more left to live. We have to go back in the ocean and get washed across the shores <laughs> to another land. We are so far away from where we need to be as a society that people like Donald Trump and and people like Rush Limbaugh and people of those that era are holding back the progress that young people like me are trying to make to push forward and break through these ceilings that have just been layered on top of us. And we're sick of it. Oh, we almost finished here. This is just like an audition for MSNBC over here. I can't even listen anymore. It's making me sick. <laughs> am, I am unemployed if MB, MSNBC says Why am I not surprised? Let's change topics a little bit. Are we almost done. I, I, I got dinner with Melania, and then I have an 8 o'clock tea time. Right. So we got to wrap this up. This done, is done, done. I'm going to do a question uh, for each of you. How did you get me on here, by the way? Who do you know? Whose nephew you are? I don't know, but I did a favor for somebody. They owe me big time. That's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, he's busy. Big he's league. got uh, Brazers stars to go serenade. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, wait a minute, uh, Mr. President. I once spread a rumor that my neighbor sold crack to five-year-olds, and she got villainized by the rest of the block. It was uh, pretty awesome that everyone believed that. So why is it cool that I can spread rumors and ruin reputations for the hell of it in the court of public opinion with my free speech? Yeah, I fly flunked her for, for selling crack to them five-year-olds because I thought it was telling the truth there. Listen, <laughs> you can't fix stupid, okay? Like, if you say, like I said before, if you are no more nor less a rapist for merely having been called one. If I say, hey, Mike Harrison's a rapist, does that mean you go to jail for rape? No. You have to have a court of law prove you innocent. And let me tell you something. If I said you're, as I said before, if I said you're a seven-foot-tall red-haired Chinese lady, are you? It doesn't matter. People could say what they want. It doesn't If people thought that your friend was, what did you say, she was a crack dealer? Then they're stupid. Their opinion is they're stupid. Who cares? She's not a crack dealer, so it doesn't matter. You did nothing wrong. You but wait a minute. A you get upset dealer. with people who do lies on you, as you would so say, just because they they, <clears throat> they talk about how like you're racist or But whatnot. there's a difference because some things are ridiculous. Some things you know. Like if I said you're a seven-foot-tall red-haired Chinese lady, people look at you, they know you're not. So it's not like that kind of a lie because they know I'm kidding. So wait a, a minute. You can kid. You can make jokes. There's a difference between joking. You're a comedian. You should know. There's a difference <laughs> between jokes and saying different things. 
That's why if it's obvious, it's okay. I mean, is she does she sell crack? If she does, well, that's different. Nah, she didn't. Not at all. Okay, she so was a very sweet woman. She was probably what? She was probably a nice little girl. She, so people laugh. They think it's you. They know you're kidding. Yeah, she was a nun. It was great. Well, there you go. You see, so I got the people who believe that is stupid. Why do you care what stupid people think? I yeah, know. yeah. How much crack did that nun sell to that five year old nun? That's not much. <laughs> Uh, all right. Actually, speaking about religion, good one, teach. <laughs> I'll take it, Jay's home. All right, I'm gonna jump, uh, jump back over to Jay soon. Um, what about religion, my friend? Religious texts such as the Bible has been used for inflammatory hate since its creation, yet it's also been used to inspire good deeds. So, first off, where what do you think about religion? Where do you think uh, it fits in society? I am proudly atheist. If you're asking my religious beliefs, which I don't think is a a really appropriate conversation to have, Michael. Uh, I I guess I'm trying to be more specific to the idea that isn't there always going to be gray area in any opinion or text that's up for interpretation? So you know how uh, a Bible could be used for both bad and good. Can't you see that with anyone's speech? Uh, the intentions behind it are going to be interpreted differently by whoever hears it. So to some it might be good, to some it might be bad. And maybe you're reading a little bit more negative than other people are. Well, my opinion is the correct opinion. Okay. Okay. Yes. Do you, we all understand that, that what I'm saying is progress and what you're saying is not. So what I'm saying is correct. So if you're disagreeing with me, you're disagreeing with moving forward, which means that you're wrong. I think that's pretty straightforward, Michael. I mean, I don't know how else to explain this to you. Like... If you want to have a different opinion, that's allowed. I mean, as far like you can practice whatever religion you want, but that doesn't mean that you're right or that you should use it to like do negative things to people. Practice mm-hmm. it all you want. But as far as like speech, like speech can be used for positive and negative. Yeah, absolutely. And if it's used for negative, we should get rid of it. Listen, first of all, if this if this person, place, a thing, whatever you identify as Thank you for being this, so open minded. If this thing is is doesn't believe in God. Okay, our creator who put us all here in the first place. Why should anybody believe in him? Why should he believe in anything he says? You don't even believe in God. You shouldn't even, anything you say shouldn't count. That is a great point. Why should they believe in you? What, what gives you the distinction of being above everything and your opinion meaning more than others? Well, I have a lot of discussions with like-minded people like me. So we're able to <laughs> okay. really get to the bottom of what is right and wrong in society. We have very deep conversations about progress and change and what an ideal world would look like. Yeah. And... Anything that kind of goes against that vision, if you will, we see as a detriment and needs to be changed. I'm surprised I didn't get the invite. Okay, I get you. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty obvious why you're a stand-up comedian, and I don't believe in that. Yeah, and I, I don't know if I believe in God or not there, Michael, but I'll tell you, Ed Fell has sold a hell of a lot of books, so I, as an English teacher, I, I'm for him. Oh, good. Oh, good. He did. He's uh, you're right, number one. pig. Yeah, yeah, he's hey, I, I, I like anybody gets anybody reading these days, you know, <laughs> off of TikToks and into the books, even if it's about uh, some magical fella from the from the desert years ago. All right, Mister, Mister Zervinsky, um, uh, do you have any questions you want to cross examine these guys with? Oh uh, yeah, sure, I'd love to there, Michael. Thank you. Uh, I got I got one I want to ask you about there, uh, Mister President. Or Mr. Ex-President, however you identify, uh, that's up to you. <laughs> so uh, what's the craziest speech a lady has ever said to you in bed? In bed, the craziest thing a woman ever said to me? Yeah. Uh, well, I've had some women have said some, they, they say lots of crazy things because women go crazy when they're in bed with me. It's just sure. a thing that happens for some reason. But they say all sorts of, sometimes they speak in tongues. They say things in other languages I don't even understand. But when you can make a woman 
just react in a way that like the exorcist, you saw the exorcist where the head spins around. I mean, oh, I've yeah. seen this. And I tell you something, that's, the book that's was better. Great, the book was is always better, but gone. Yeah, but the movie, I mean, it was at a time it was groundbreaking. But I've seen this happen when women get so aroused, their head spins in a circle. I mean, that's a great compliment for any guy. And oh, I've, yeah. I've, I've been blessed to have a number of women. I mean, look at Melania. I mean, she's a beautiful woman. All my wives have been beautiful women. And that's why, because, uh, you know. Sure. I make them say crazy things in bed. But I mean, also, how weird is that question? You're going to ask for the speech? Do women really come to bed with speeches? Ah, uh, sometimes they do. M- women know that I like speeches. Nancy Pelosi does. Yeah. I bet you Nancy Pelosi yeah. does. This felt like more of a you question, really. I, this isn't typically what everyone, I think, goes through. I mean, through. sometimes Nancy women... Nancy Pelosi's idea of foreplay is talking about human rights, please. Okay. I mean, women that know what I'm into, they they, they they come to bed with whole essays sometimes. Oh, sir. Jesus. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an English teacher to, to the core, Michael, both in the bedroom, in the classroom, don't matter where it is. Could be <laughs> Can you imagine the, being AOC's the, boyfriend and like her idea of four plays talking about voting rights? I mean, please. <laughs> as long as it's written down first, yeah, I'm into it. Okay. With uh, the right number of commas and apostrophes. My God. I don't even know why I'm going to let you cross-examine, but do you have, I guess, do you have one for Jay soon? Yeah. Yeah. Jason. Jason's. Jason? Jason. Jason. Yeah, Jason. Jason. How dare you there? Sooner or later, we got to get this out. got to get out of here. You're driving me nuts, <laughs> yes. this thing. Yeah. What's the most offensive speech you've ever heard, either in the bedroom and out of the bedroom? <laughs> and were you a dictator of some kind in charge of speech and everything else? Like, let's say you inherit a whole country like that fella in North Korea. What would you do to that person for saying the thing that's it? The most offensive speech that I've ever heard was in this room today by this man to my left. He's never heard anything in the bedroom because he's the only one in it, okay? <laughs> this guy masturbates his hand falls asleep. Please, are you kidding me? <laughs> I, that is wildly inappropriate, and I can't believe that we're commenting on my sexual behavior right now. I thought this was supposed to be a professional environment. I don't even remember your question. I'm so, f- I'm so enraged. I'm sorry. I almost cursed. I think it was, it was uh, what's the most offensive speech you've ever heard inside the bedroom or outside? It was here. Yeah, it was yeah, here it, today. It, it was, it was, it was, it was this, And yeah. then you asked me if I inherited a country or something like no, that. No, if, if you I, did inherit a country and you could do whatever you wanted to him, what would you do to him? What would I do to the country? No, would, to the to the person that said the speech. Yeah. Oh, I would I would put them in some sort of retraining program, um, maybe with a, gr- a bunch of other people who need to be retrained. Um, that could be shown the r- the right way to act. And then once they're ready, they could be released back into the society. And then if they slip up again, we'll have to see what happens. It's very 1984, very big brother. Yeah, It's about one step away from the Holocaust. You're doing great. You're doing great. You know what? Let's then move over to uh, closing statements. And uh, I guess this time, though, we're going to start with uh, President Trump. I just want to say I have to go. Okay, I've been sitting here for so long. It's ridiculous. And what are the ratings? Do you have good ratings on this show? Like, yeah. I, I mean, when I come, I bet your ratings are going to be through the roof because I'm here. Russia loves us. Yeah. Well, I tell you, you know, when I was on the Apprentice, I mean, the best ratings in the history of NBC. I, that's why people want me on their shows. Your podcast, just because I'm here today, is probably going to be the most famous podcast in the world. But we've we've been here long enough. We gotta go. We're talking. I can't listen to this. Whatever he is, uh, she is, he is, they are. I don't know. Too many fucking pronouns driving me crazy. But anyway, listen. It's it, it's. I said at the beginning, it's great to be here, and now I'm not so sure. But I I hope people out there have listened to some common sense from me and some nonsense from 
this whatever on the left, okay? And when you vote in 2022, uh, you yeah. vote in 2022 and 2024, make the right decision, okay? <laughs> Thank you. God bless America. Wow. Um, okay. So basically, Trump's whole argument was, uh, I got to go. So that was that was a closing statement. So yeah, but uh, he really had to go, Michael. I mean, he really was, does have was, to go. It was a powerful moving speech. <laughs> I was like, I really believe in my heart that he had to go. Okay. Yeah. So now the closing. What is the closing statement of uh, of Jay Zoon on why you believe that people shouldn't uh, or that free speech shouldn't be free? First of all, as a heterosexual male of whiteness, I think that the cis white males are running this country into the ground. I feel very attacked in this room. I feel as though this is not a safe space. And I think that freedom of speech is about, it's not about freedom. It's about making sure that people are treated correctly. He kept saying to you all day, Michael, that you are not a seven foot tall Chinese woman with red hair. Oh, geez. Yet he did not ask you if that is how you identify. Michael, I'm here to say that if you want to be a seven foot tall woman of China with red hair, that is allowed and you are valid. Oh, it's beautiful. And that goes for right? any of you out there. You are allowed to be whatever and, you want. And no one even needs to see my birth certificate. Nobody needs to see your birth certificate. You do not need to be va validated by a disgusting man like this who's already eating a cheeseburger, by the way. I don't even know where he got it. That's disgusting. Yeah, I saw it in his pocket, oddly. Oh, my God. Was he hiding those in his folds? Did he, did he fold I, tuck it on the way? Either way, I'm... Oh. I ju I'm just here to say freedom of speech is not about it's not it's about punching down. I'm trying to get rid of the punching down, the aggression, the negativity and make a more positive world for me and the children of tomorrow. Thank you very much, America. And to the rest of the world, you're all valued and heard. There we go. Wow. All right. That felt like that came from a movie. Well, this is a great burger, by the way. It's delicious. <laughs> I need protein. You know, I love animals. They're very tasty. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, then uh, Let's just wrap this up before he gets any mustard on our mics. So, uh, all right. Mr. Zervinsky, you've heard these two arguments. Let's, get, let's just cut straight to it. Who do you think won? Well, it's a tough one, Michael. I mean, I, for one thing, I kind of want freedom of speech, right? Because that means people are going to be putting them speech, what, in books. And I get to make classes on them books. I mean, if I voted against free speech, I might be, I'd, I'd get to teach like three books that this Jason fella approved. I mean, that's only three <laughs> books that didn't trigger him or mm -hmm. wasn't problematic or had some kind of anti-this and anti-that, anti-always something, <laughs> I suppose. That's it? right. Very short yeah. books, I bet, too, huh? Eh? Yeah, yeah, bet. real short books, real yeah. short books. A lot of pictures in his books. Because <laughs> anybody younger, they like the pictures. Oh, it's a, it can the book just be TikTok, and I just open it up, and here's a cell phone in there, and I just watch what I'm supposed to be reading. Ah, all right, that's a very good point. That said, I kind of don't want free speech because I just realized I always wanted to be a seven-foot-four uh, Chinese woman. So I think I'm ruling against free speech. Free yes. speech loses. No Jason, way. I want to be a seven-foot Chinese woman. You are valued and heard. Yeah. Oh, my All God. Right. So, wow, that's that's the answer. My my grade 10 English teacher is now a seven-foot Chinese woman. I didn't expect yes. this to end this way. Woman yeah. woman of China. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I just want to be clear that I identify as the person who won this debate, and that's all that matters. Thank you very much. Okay. Well, then I guess everyone's happy for once on this uh, on this show. My name is Mike Harrison. Thanks for tuning in, and this was Character Debates.